Thanks, everybody, for tuning into Paddock Pals today. This is the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, the Jetta Track recap episode. I'm Warren. And I'm Rachel. Lots and lots to talk about with this track, this race today and the race weekend we have. We will talk all about what happened on Friday night with the driver's meetings. Then we'll touch on qualification leads into the race today as we're recording on Sunday. Very exciting race. And then we have a couple of new segments uh, or at least one one new segment that we will be debuting. Maybe we'll save the 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 later one for another episode, but at least one new segment will tell will tell you who is in the paddock this weekend. Sparse crowd, I'll have to say. It doesn't seem like the celebrities like to travel to the Middle East. Well, I mean, they came to Bahrain. Yeah, I guess. No, yeah. no, I'm not the girlfriends. I mean, just the celebs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not. Maybe we'll see what happens in Australia and maybe we'll get a better oh, sense. Oh, I, I think we're going to get a lot of celebs in Australia. Really? Also, celebrities to us, there could be celeb different meanings to celebrities for other people out there. Yeah. <laughs> At least people that we know, but we'll get to that. Uh, check on our fantasy updates. And I think some bold predictions that we have, have uh, people did uh, decently on uh, on that and our um, guesses for the week. But you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and then follow us on Twitter at, uh, at Paddock Pals right now. Rachel, I see. Uh, how are you doing? First of all, do you enjoy the afternoon race, the one o'clocker? Oh, it was great. Great timing for me. Just got to take the morning slow and then I, I tuned in early I watched some of the pre-race stuff and then before that I caught up on some stuff I missed from the past couple of days because it's been busy but yeah it was great race I really enjoyed it it was I was going to comment I see that you have the f1 uh you're uh Rob blowing us today Rob Lowe made famous the NFL uh, shield hat Rachel is wearing her f1 uh f1 shirt today just the formula one logo on it yeah I have about I think it's like three or four different F1 shirts at this point. So I've just been rotating them through. I was wearing the box, box, box one last week. I like that one. That's a yeah. One. That's an Etsy special, I think, right? Yeah, this was also an Etsy special. Um, I don't have the money to blow on official <laughs> team gear at this point, but maybe eventually. Official team gear, expensive. as And also not I... that cute. I mean, no. it's very like basic. I like I just couldn't see myself choosing to wear that so. you don't want to you don't want to rock the sponsors you're not no them. I don't want to rock a polo shirt with <laughs> that uh, dry fit material it's not really my style <laughs> no that's not that's not uh that's not your style there but all right let's let's touch on a little bit on Friday because it looked like for a second a couple hours this race weekend could have been in doubt as on Friday there was a there was a drone strike attack uh, from the Yemen Houtsi, Houtsi. I don't. I have no clue how to how to how to pronounce whoever it was. They 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 struck the Aramco fuel and oil facility, which is also. It's ironic then that Aramco was all their sponsorships around the um, around the track today. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh about this because it's very serious, but their facility just got a drone strike the second time in like three weeks that it's been hit by a drone strike and they got all the sponsorships everywhere. Like it's just, and it, it's just, I don't know, there's a lot going on. So, so that happened Friday afternoon and it, Max during practice, FP1 said it feels like there's a burning uh feeling going on right now and he was like the only driver to mention it and that was because of the fire from i think it was about 20 kilometers away from the um from the track they could see the smoke around there and they delayed fp2 by about 15 minutes and then after that they go to a four hour long drivers meeting about what they were going to do the team principals had another meeting on their own that was like an hour and they said we're racing going on right now and the drivers who it's I don't think there's been any official reporting on what drivers were saying we shouldn't race, which drivers were saying we should race, but they ultimately came to the conclusion that we are going to race after four hours, four and a half hours yeah. of that meeting. The drivers were actually on the side of, no, we're not going to race because they wanted it to be a unanimous decision. Decision, And I heard there were about five drivers who were very strongly against racing. So like in the final hours, the team principals had to come in and kind of talk to the the drivers a bit about why they race and all this stuff to get them to say it's okay and feel safe about racing. 
Um, but yeah, it was, there was a bit of irony that it was that Aramco facility when they're, it's just so highly sponsored by F1. <laughs> like, was it, was it purposeful by um, the terrorist organization? I mean, probably not, but it, it, it definitely makes you take a second thought because it, it is such a giant sponsor. Yeah, for sure. And I, there was, I was, when I was doing some reading on this, it said that there was a, a drone strike the week before the Bahrain Grand Prix at the same facility here. So that would have been what, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So they were like, Oh, this happened three weeks ago. No big deal. Like just to, just to, but that like, it's not a, it's a big deal, but in there, like, I know, but, but, and like, I was like, holy cow, I didn't even hear about the other one. I didn't even know about this one. The only reason I knew about this one was because of F1 and everything. Um, and I would have to, I, I mean, I'm not going to say, but you would think if there's an F1 race there and they do the strike, they know they're going to, they're, they took claim easily very early on. So whoever the, the organization, so they could get, and then they could get more eyes on maybe what they're trying to do or whatever. But, but I, I would like to know like what five drivers probably said no. I would probably take a guess that Lewis was against racing, maybe. I don't know. I think yeah, Lewis would be on my list for sure. Um, and then the other four, I would normally say Vettel would be no, but he wasn't racing. I don't I don't really have an idea of who the other four may be. Yeah, I'm for some reason, um, like Mick Schumacher is in my mind as somebody he's usually like a little bit ahead of the curb on the social aspects of it all. But other than I mean, that's just an assumption. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't pick out five besides probably Lewis. Yeah, maybe George because he but he George is also like the president of the race the race drivers thing, whatever they call that. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, he is. Or Who the, elects that? Do with the drivers all like? I don't know. Vote? Maybe the drivers vote on that, but George is the guy, is the main guy there. And also, they were so one of the things too that was brought up in the BBC article, and then this got a bunch of legs. Was that the one line in here? Was that they, if the drivers didn't race, they wouldn't. It wouldn't be easy for them to leave. So people took that as the Saudi Arabian government wasn't going to let them leave unless they raced. Because they signed the deal, F1 signs the deal with the Saudi government to race there. But then, so some people may still think that could be the case. But then also, Chris, oh, what's this guy's name? I follow him on Twitter. He he was going back and forth. Uh, Chris Chris Medlin, um, he said that that was more. He didn't hear that the government or the Saudi they weren't they weren't going to let them leave. It was that it would have been harder for them to arrange travel out on Saturday rather than their normal travel on Sunday. Like, could they arrange a charter plane that quick for all of them to leave? And all the other things. The other thing too, you have to think about this. Is I heard Otmar talking about this in uh, FP3 was that it's not just the drive. So the drivers decide if they were going to race or not. But the team principals have to are in charge of a hundred and so of crew members. Mm -hmm. So if the if the drivers are like, all right, we're on the first plane out of here, that just leaves the crew behind, and they could be for their safety could be up up and going. So there's there's a lot to think. Mm -hmm. I think the drivers just focusing about themselves, and the team principals had the other thing of looking at like we have a crew and everything that we have to look after. There was also a Formula Two race this weekend in the same location. So you wonder, like, are those two drivers associations connected? Like, did the F uh, uh, Formula Two drivers get a say in that vote? Or did they have their own separate set of voting rules and all of that? So, like, you also have to think of all those people and their crew. So there's a ton of people there. Yeah, I don't know. But but it was an interesting how the drivers, how just when they said, we have to look after the crew members too, Atmar. I don't know if the drivers probably were thinking about their crew, but mainly they were thinking about themselves. I would have to think about that. Yeah. And I think the drivers take a big responsibility of um, being the face of the sports and yeah. thinking about how, like, if they raced, what it would look like to the world, because um, it, they are the, the face of the sports. You know, it's not like we know the lead mechanic at uh, Alpine's face. And if like they were to speak out, I would have to, you know, maybe look up that person. But we know their faces, and I think they probably were taking it more of like it's our responsibility to make sure that we're we're setting a good example and that we're racing safe. So I feel like they felt a lot of pressure with that, and maybe the team principals were able to kind of calm that down a little bit and explain the safety. Um, 
overall, if they raced or not, you know, I, either way, I would have fully supported it. But it was a very, very exciting race. If we yes. want to get a little bit into qualification in the race. Yeah, no, that's yeah, no, we could move on there. But if we, we did end up having a race in qualification. I think we got to touch on Mick Schumacher here first um, in the race because he took a big at a big crash, a big shunt, as they call it. I like the shunt. I like the word shunt. Um, to really? What, what, what does that mean? I don't know. They just shunt, but that's what they call their crash. Okay, a shunt. I love it. They just said it's a big shunt. Yeah, that was a big shunt. And he, they, he, he was very scary. And he immediately, like, flipped up his visor so they could know that he was okay. I guess that's the sign. And then even the drivers driving by were slowing down to check on him to make sure that he was okay if they needed the help. Yeah, we well, saw he, Valtteri Bottas especially. He slowed down and looked over, looked for a thumbs up from him. So that was really good to see that he was getting checked on by the other drivers. And Charles did the same thing, too. He slowed down, too, um, when he was going by. Um, so... He crashed out, and that was like an hour delay in qualifying. Yeah, um, and they were saying like it probably took so long because there was a ton of debris to pick up, and and then they were also saying probably some oil spill, and the oil is probably what took the most time to clean up. Um, and he also had to get airlifted, so like that, I mean, that in itself takes a lot of time. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty scary. He hit the wall really hard. I think they they. It was more out of safety that they were having him sit in the car for so long. Um, he seemed totally fine today. He could walk. No, no splints, no casts. He, he, he really seemed okay. I mean, definitely not. Maybe he, he thought he could have raced, but they, they erred on the side of caution for him to race. But on, honestly, just so happy that he was safe and that he was okay and that um, the car did what it was supposed to do. As the announcers kept saying, it's supposed to break apart like that. It's, it's increasing the, uh, or it's absorbing the shock that he would typically get um, himself as a driver, but instead it spreads out to areas of the car and causes the car to come apart. So, I mean, that was good to see that everything was working as it should. And it was really good to see that he was okay. Shocking. He didn't have any injuries too with that. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that shows like the, um, the sports evolving and that like they're really making those advances of the car to make them more safe. Yeah. And also one of the reasons he didn't race today too, is because they don't know how many, how many spare parts they have. Yeah. They said he like crashed out last year and they're like, Antia had another crash in qualification. Maybe we should just, you know, hold off. I heard that too. It was funny. Yeah. But they don't know how many spare parts they have. So they got, they want to go to Australia with their car. They'd rather race in Australia than here. And I do would, uh, I agree with that. And then the other big story of qualifying was uh, sweet Louis Hamilton uh, out in Q1. The first time since uh, Brazil in 2017, they said that he's out in Q1 and that was wet. This was in the dry. Shocking, shocking stuff because George goes P5 in Q1. He beat him by seven tenths of a second. And I think Toto this morning said that it was uh, they took a gamble on car setup and it failed. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, Lewis was saying that he kind of made some tweaks that he wanted to the car. I don't know if he was just saying that to kind of let the team off the hook, but he was saying during his press conference that it was those changes were kind of to cater to him and his driving style. It just did not match, obviously, the car. Because that is kind of shocking in qualification to see teammates so far apart in their qualifying. Because it's the same car besides a couple of little tweaks here and there. But um, so god that was shocking and it was also dramatic because he gets the lap he gets out and then all of a sudden like it wasn't it lance stroll yep. that came up from behind and took it from him it's like all, all people lance stroll here takes takes it away from lewis so it was extra dramatic and it's dramatic too because it's lewis hamilton he always smokes his teammate he never loses to a teammate in qualifying by seven tenths you yeah. might lose by a tenth year uh or a thousandth of a second there. <laughs> He's never down seven tenths. He doesn't yeah. lose by seven tenths to teammates. Yeah, that was bad. And bad the whole look. Elf. I mean, for the team, for the team, for the risk they took. I, I don't know if it's that bad a look on. I mean, it's a tough look on Lewis, but I think it's just more showing that the car really is. It's bad. It is tough. It's uh, they don't know what's going on. They have no clue what's going on. I know George got fifth today, and he qualified in like six and he's doing well but from lewis they they just this old mercedes thing they got issues yeah another team that's been having 
a ton of issues and it's like what the heck sort this out because they can't even finish a race is alpha tori yeah like god is that frustrating poor yuki sonoda can't even race and he his car broke down during qualification too so he already was having a terrible start to the race and then he didn't even get to race and i mean they need to figure this out because that is it's so bad because I think both drivers would be way in that midfield battle. They would be going for it, but they just can't finish a race. No, they can't finish a race. And the thing for like, the one thing I want to say about Lewis too, for the Q1 thing, it Mm -hmm. ties into kind of, kind of Alpha Tauri here is that he only beat two people in Q1 because Sonoda didn't even start. And then Latifi (laughs) crashed. So the two people he beat were Hulkenberg and uh, Albon. Those were the only two people that he beat in qualifying. <laughs> so he and, and, and like also Nico Hulkenberg just started racing in F1 again, like, like a week ago yes. and had zero practice and like no. probably does have, have a neck strength at all. It's probably flopping side to side. And also Alex Albon is like in his technically second rookie year. Like these, these are, these are not, this is not admirable contenders to Lewis Hamilton. No, I know. So we only beat two people. That's the more shocking thing. But yeah, Alpha Tauri needs to get it together. They like, so no, they obviously Dian didn't even start today. Went on the, his engine just failed on the lap out there. And I think that would be, that had the race of my brows for Gasly and even Perez and Verstappen because those are the four the Red Bull power unit has had some issues so far um, this season. But yeah, Sonoda not even starting, so we only had eight eight excuse me eighteen people on the grid to start the race today. Um, not even a full twenty out there. But the race we talked about this track on when we did our preview on Wednesday. They. They, they said they, they widened some corners. They widened turn two. They widened the last hairpin 27. I think a couple other corner, maybe one or two other corners, they widened it. And when someone nails a lap, like it is mesmerizing watching these drivers race on this track, how talented, how fast they can go with these corners and everything. And it really is a picturesque setting under the lights at night when they got those blue those purple lights showing the waves crashing on Mm -hmm. the red sea they got the little lagoon in the middle there and they got everything lit up like it really is a spectacular setting and even that cruise ship that was coming past that added to the cruise ship the cruise ship coming by like it is a miraculous setting but i still think if they're going to continue to race here they need to continue to evolve the track to make it safer like maybe in turn eight, don't have the don't have the ramp sausage, like the half sausage curb up there yeah. because that's how drivers, multiple drivers were able to save it. Alonzo was able to save it in qualifying and in practice. But Schumacher had this been like, maybe make that just a flat thing. So yeah, guys will get riskier on cutting the corner, but it's all in the name of safety here. And it's just the track is super, still super dangerous. Yeah, and Nicholas Latifi should be banned from this. Or maybe just put him in the simulator a little bit more. Like, how is he never even... <laughs> it's just kind of funny at this point. If he's still in the sport next year, who knows? Um, maybe maybe he'll finally get his chance to finish. But gosh, Latifi, like, come on. That was just so frustrating. Crashes in qualifying, crashes in the race. And the r- crash in the race didn't even look like... I don't even know what happened. He doesn't even know what happened. He was like, both in his qualification crash and in his crash during the race, he had no idea what would even happen. He was in the the pin after the race doing his uh, like press interviews. And he was, they were like, what happened? And what happened with the car? He's just like, I honestly don't know. And I was like, Latifi, come on. I will say though, he is one to add drama to races lately. Two of the last three races, he's crashed out, and he's really out of the drum. Obviously, Abu Dhabi, and then this one. Look, the race was looking good. We were again, we were about to see the uh, pit stop strategies from Red Bull and Ferrari. Maybe we got a little okey doke here going on with Ferrari pitting and saying box box. Perez actually pitched. Ferrari stays out there, and then that's the Latifi crash, and that changed the whole race. Sergio Perez, the unluckiest man on the face of the earth today. Aww. He he just. The worst break ever with the safety car. 
because he was out there and he was so far away from when the safety car happened. He couldn't speed up enough to, to, to at least keep the podium place. And he missed out by like a meter on signs for third. Perez, I feel awful for Perez because I would think that he was the one that was going to win the race today, no matter if he would have stayed ahead. Uh, it looked like he had he had at least a podium spot locked up and he ends up in fourth. That's just first. Let's talk Sergio Perez a little bit. That was just the unluckiest man on the face of the earth today. As we yeah, I felt terrible. And even Max had a little on the radio. He was saying a little bit like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like he, he didn't like feel bad for him. He was just like tough yeah. luck. Like that's that really sucks. It was like Checo's day. So, I mean, yeah, it was so hard, especially since it was the first poll. But, you know, maybe just says he does better starting a little further back, a little bit more luck. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, like this track, it's hard to overtake, but there are a couple overtaking zones. And it just seemed like he could never. I'm kind of surprised he never was close enough to to have a run at signs not saying he'd make it stick but at least just have like a a look on the inside at that turn 27 or the drs and going down to turn one on the front on the pit straight i'm surprised that he didn't get a real a real shot there because russell wasn't even challenging he beat russell by 22 seconds yeah and i was i was watching the intervals uh throughout just to see like who was getting close and he never did like just like you said it was just kind of shocking that he couldn't catch up yeah. He he stayed within the same interval, but he couldn't get it under one second to get the DRS advantage. And it was just kind of like, come on, Perez, just push a little more. But I, I think he was giving it all he got. No, I agree, too. And look, four, two fourth place, or well, four fourth place, he would have got a podium last week. He's had a tough luck to the season. But look, he's def- he's going to win a race this year for sure. He might even win two. And that, that was after we had some nice racing between Alpine. And that was great. Yes. And I love how they have uh, Otmar this week. So they'll rotate in some team principals there. They had Otmar this week. He's like, we're going to let him race. Now, the only thing we can't let happen is Botas pass us. And what do you know, like a lap later, Botas passed. Yeah, but their racing was so good. And I'm glad they allowed them to go back and forth like that. Um, it, it was just, it made for a really entertaining um, battle. And, you know, I just like sometimes with these broadcasts, they never show the battles happening within the midfield. I feel like they constantly focus on the people up front. So it was really nice to see this race, how much they focused on that, because that's where most of the overtaking was happening. They, you know, like Bottas was getting in there a little bit. People were overtaking Gasly, um, Hulkenberg. Like it was, it was really entertaining to watch the the midfield this race, and I'm glad that they showed that on the TV. Yeah, Hulkenberg was a sitting duck out there for a stretch when he was on those old tires. He was just, it was a <laughs> hey, come on, let's pass Nico right now. If ever was a, you're next. It was Oprah. Hey, you're next up. Pass Nico. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah, um, but. Um, where else should we go? Should we go right to the uh, the the just cavalcade at the end when cars were just dropping out left and right? Yeah, I thought that my bold prediction of seven people uh, did not finish was going to come true, but I think it I, it got to six because well, uh, Schumacher didn't start, so seven people technically didn't finish the race today. So if you want to do that, we had thirteen finishers. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I mean, it's sad that the circumstances had to be like that, but you know, if you're going to, if you're going to give it, I'm going to take it right there. <laughs> I mean, look, I know he didn't start. So only 16 or 19 drivers classified, but I mean, seven, you didn't know that you didn't know anything was going to happen. And we went in on a 20 race. I, I, I give you a, I'll give you a, a check mark on that. Seven people didn't finish the race. You you also got yours because you're I you did. had the one McLaren squared your points and I think I think Lando got points right. Yeah, he got seven. Wow, go Lando! And he and he tried to pick off six right at the line against Ocon. Ocon was seeing deja vu from last year again. Oh my gosh, I know. I was like Esteban, it would be cursed if that happened again. I got up. I got out of the seat and was rooting Lando on to get sixth on that one. Oh, I was rooting for Lando too. <laughs> But so then we go into the uh, the battle for the lead. And uh, should we say we didn't say who won the race yet? I don't know if we should say who won it earlier or not. I just thought about that um, when we got into the race here. But obviously, Max Verstappen, Verstappen, he wins. Leclerc is second and Assigns is third. So I don't know if you know this, but do you are you aware of what people were calling the Ham Verbot 
last year. Do you, do you, if I said Hamver bot that you understand? Yes. yes, I completely understand. Okay. This year, this year's Hamver bot is Ver Lex Sai or in any, or Lex Versai. I don't like it as much. <laughs> no, but Hamver bot does sound very good, but that's what it is. So yeah, bot, so far, I mean, except Max last week didn't finish. And so that, that wasn't the case, but it would have it would have been the case. But I think we're going to see a lot of double Ferrari and a Red Bull up this season. So that should be really exciting. Yeah, and and so all those cars dropping out. It was uh, Ricardo losing power, Alonso losing power. That was I'm sorry, but that was really funny to me when like this just these two really slow moving cars like crawling <laughs> towards the pit lane. I just because like I, so Ricardo stopped so close to the pit lane, and Fernando, who even knows where he was on the track where he was stopped, but he was able to crawl past Ricardo. So I was kind of like in a race in my mind, like who's going to get to the pit first? Like which one? Like and Alonso with the overtake of Ricardo heading into the pit lane. So I was just having fun with that in my own mind. No, it was very funny. And I'm telling you, the Alonso, I sent this out from Paddock Pals. I tweeted out this clip earlier this week. But the Alonso, um, the Alonzo, this was the Alonzo curse this week. I'm, I'm going to call this the El uh, Chingrito uh, curse for Alonzo. Or um, Chiringuito. It's like the top footballing show in Barcelona. Mm. Um, so they always break Lionel Messi news. They were despond. They were viral when Lionel Messi went to PSG a couple years ago. And they had a clip. You got to watch it. Um, I don't know if you watched it, but it was a minute and a half where the one guy found out, they found out that uh, Fernando Alonso blocked the show's Twitter account. <laughs> so they can't see their clips. And, and he was like, they're like, he blocked us. And he was like, yeah, he blocked us. They're like, why? They're like, we don't know. He must not like our content. And the main guy goes, I'm a Carlos Sainz fan now immediately. And then, oh. they, and then they made a bunch of like El Plan. Well, maybe it's just part of the plan, the plan, El Plan, those jokes in there. So it's a very, funny minute and 50 second video it was a uh, I quote tweeted out there three weeks ago but um so I'm gonna say that's the curse of that top footballing show in Spain that's why Alonso did not finish and then Botas out of the clouds what did yeah why did he retire did they end up yeah saying? so I, I learned about it in the post uh, the post game <laughs> post race show um so what had happened was his his um engine kept getting really really hot almost to the point of where it was going to blow and he tried to cool it down on the brace like cool cool the car down and he couldn't so out of caution to make sure they didn't have to get an engine penalty this early in the season and they could still use this engine they had him retired to preserve that engine so the same thing happened with Alonso and Ricardo you have to wonder this is a night race and it was only like 70 degrees there what's going to happen when we ha- we haven't had a day race yet the first day race is in Melbourne in two weeks' time, as they say. How many people are going to have – I know they can change reliability and they do more testing on the engine and everything, but what's going to happen with the engine reliability and cooling issues if the engines are going to be overheating at night? What's going to happen when we race during the day of the sun? I know. I mean, it just gonna, it's just going to depend how hot it is because I have a feeling in Australia right now, I think it is – Cause they're like opposite of us season wise. And like, we're kind yeah. of just finishing up winter. So I'm guessing that it's summer and it's hot. There would be the uh, fall there. Oh, it's fall. Cause it's opposite season. Remember they have the summer in our winter, as you said, opposite seasons. Oh, okay. Okay. So right now in Melbourne, 77 degrees. That's not bad. That was what no. it was. It looks like high so far. They given they're they're giving us a ten day forecast. The farthest we can get is Tuesday of the race week, and it's about seventy eight. So we'll see. We'll see how they do there. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. A lot of these teams are having these engine cooling problems. Um, maybe besides Ferrari with their uh, little cooling things on the side side pods. Like the cheese wheel that our one, our favorite Ted Kravitz. Oh my me. gosh. The, oh, that was so funny. And then he eats the cheese. We, we talked about it in another episode of Ted Kravitz notebook. Anyways, he did this diagram with one of those, um, what's it called? Uh, Belvita or am I making that up? Yeah. Whatever the red cheese wheel is. Yeah. I think. 
I think I might be making that up. Baby Bell, Baby Bell cheese. That's what it's called. Yeah. Belvita. <laughs> that's the that's the yellow. That's the that's like Velveeta though. That's, but but I I combine Belvita. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Anyways, they they got a Baby Bell cheese, and he turned the uh, the one side of it. It's like a waxy thing that they cover the cheese with into the side pot of the Ferrari, and he like, showed it to Carlos too, and Carlos was like oh yeah that's nice <laughs> good good craft there and then at the end of ted kravis notebook hours later he pulls the bare wheel of cheese that wasn't covered anymore out of his back pocket and eats it <laughs> the guy is crazy yes he, he is but so so those cars those cars um retiring got us to a nice finish some some dramatics again we like we got another safety car there should just they should just automatically give a safety car with five laps to go to to make it interesting oh my gosh yes uh, see then max and max and charles go at it for like the last seven to eight laps they have some drs battles as um max the first time i think with like six laps to go passes them and then charles gets them on the straight and then the next lap they wait a couple more laps and they both lock up going into the hairpin because they both don't want to give DRS. And <laughs> I will say that was, I mean, that was shades of last year with, with Max and Lewis ramming into each other. Yeah. And, it was just really funny because like they both lock up and then Charles is like, F it and just starts up on the engine and just blazes ahead. Like that was really funny. It was thing, a really good moment. Yeah, it was, it was. The thing I don't get there is when Matt mom maybe would have changed, but when Max saw Charles slow up as he did, why did he not just, I know he was worried about the DRS. Why did he not just say, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm going to try and get ahead because it looked like Charles broke too slow that Max could have got a good enough run on out of the corner that he could have held off at least one run there. I think they are just both set and it's so hard to make those like last minute decisions yeah. in the moment. And so he was, it was, I mean, for a really exciting moment and scary moment, uh, but they are so good at racing each other. They get right on the edge of almost touching, but I think because they just know each other's racing styles so well that it's, it's so much more enjoyable to watch when more than Max versus Lewis, because Max versus Lewis was like, they were trying to like, fight each other but like it's like with Leclerc and Max like they're they're really just racing each other and like I'm not I don't worry they're gonna hit each other when they're whipping past each other I mean maybe later in the season they'll collide at some point um but it just seems less frustrating for the drivers like they it's almost like they enjoy it but Max and Lewis it was just like so frustrating and they just hated it and it was it was the Max Lewis thing Max always was the aggressor Lewis was never the aggressor um and then when lewis was the aggressor or somewhat the aggressor once he sends him into the wall at silverstone um and and now as you said i also think too as we said we'll we'll talk about their rivalry coming up in the episode we do this week but it goes back to their karting days when they spun each other before there's very funny clips about that that will play um but they've been racing together since karting and they like you said they know their driving styles they're friends. They've they've done streams together before. They're playing video games now. I don't know how much they're going to be doing that this year as they're in a battle. But they're friendly. They both live in Monaco. Um, I think they just have a, a good relationship. And I'm not. I don't. I would say Max and Lewis's relationship before last year was probably fine. It seemed like they got along. They weren't really hanging out a lot or anything. But like they respected each other, and that probably changed throughout how last year went. But it just seems like there's more of a friendship and just that they have, they understand each other. Like even after the race, so Verstappen ends up getting them then on the DRS on like two laps later and holds them off. Cause then Albon and Stroll are going at it and they both <laughs> Albon has to DNF because he crashed into Stroller. I don't even know whose fault that was. That was hard to tell, but then the yellow flag there hurts Leclerc was going to pass for stopping again. He was going to pass Max again, I think, on that straight. But he couldn't overtake because the yellow flags in turn one. And that pretty much gave Max the win there. Yeah. And, and like, it's really early for us to be saying all this um, 
like that they're just friends and it's cute and it's such good friendly racing because like who knows how the season's gonna progress and when it gets more tense like how how is it gonna go and I'm sure there's gonna be some other people getting into this battle as well like I can totally see Perez having some great finishes and also I know Sainz is so hungry to get in it and thinks that he has the talent to and I totally agree I think he does as well so we'll see how this goes I think it's gonna be so far it looks like a very very exciting season yeah well and lewis is gonna want to get in the mix you can't throw him out there and you can't because he's in my uh he's in my predictions for the whole season lewis i think i had him in third i think so um but then like even george george is just quietly around getting getting a couple fifths in there um a sixth or what a fourth and a fifth so far he's gonna want to he's gonna want to make a name and get in the mix there there's they're truly like you have to assume Mercedes are going to f- figure things out, but like we could truly have a three-team race in the constructors. Like right now in the constructors, if you want to, we could do an update on the standings. They're they're up forty points right now on Mercedes. They got seventy-eight. Mercedes have thirty-eight, and then Red Bull has thirty-seven. Um, and then in the drivers, Leclerc's up twelve points on Science. He's got forty-five, thirty-three, and then Max is in third with twenty-five. And then it goes George Lewis, Esteban Ocon, and then Perez because he had the DNF is down in seventh place right now. Tied with Magnuson. Shout out Magnuson, eighth place in the constructors right now. We have fourteen drivers having points already this season. It's really exciting. Two things, but the the racing and the regulations as we as we talked about seeing last week, they're working, and this is way more exciting than last year a couple years we're getting like true racing throughout the whole time cars are closer together more in the midfield get new teams this is a great start so far two races into the season yeah and so far we don't have like a standout Haas um one that's just like minutes behind everybody else like still even though like Williams and Aston Martin are hanging out in the back like they're still battling each other to try to beat those other people so like that's that's good to see too like all these cars are within a good amount of time of each other and it's just really shaping up to be good it's a little early to call but i've really enjoyed the first two races so have i and the other thing i also like so all we say the cars are close together and they there's it's like broken down into sections of how close they are Mm -hmm. so like the red bulls the top four were 10 seconds apart then Russell was 22 seconds behind Perez. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into Ocon, Norris, Gasly, Magnuson, Hamilton. They were about 20 seconds in the mix there. Now, Lewis, he got, he got, he was also unlucky today. He had a great drive going on. And then when the pit entry closed under the VC, the VSC, he was second in the rankings of unluckiest man at the, at the track today behind Perez. A, a significant margin behind Perez, but he was also very unlucky. And look, he scratched out a point. Did you hear on his team radio at the end? No. <laughs> the, the Bono goes, Lewis, that's P10. And then Lewis, Lewis goes, do we even get a, do we even get a point for that position? <laughs> Is that even a point position? And I think they just said, yeah, it's one point. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's funny. Sad. That's a sad interaction right there. But look, he climbed up to scrape off a point. If the VSC goes his way, he could have got fifth or whatever. He still shows off how amazingly talented he is in there. And I, I would say he was kind of hard luck. It was hard luck for him to get 10th. I probably thought he deserved about a seven or eight today. I agree. It was tough luck, but I mean, I just, for the whole press thing, I think overshadows that. And it's just, we'll just see what happens. Um, there were some famous people at the track. Not a lot of the girlfriends, like we said, not really celebrity heavy, but I did want to let you in on two that I saw a Gordon Ramsay was hanging out in the Red Bull garage and he actually presented um the pole position Pirelli tire that they you know they sign and stuff Mm -hmm. he actually was the one that got to present that um I think he would have been regardless like you know even though it was a Red Bull guy like you know usually they have some like celebrity or someone special gets to do that um so he was that guy and then also good old will i am from the black eyed peas was chilling on the paddock so that was he was he's in the paddock pals club now too look at all of our pals it's really growing who was in it last week a guy as guy Ritchie, gordon ramsey and will i am are are our are pals in the paddock i think right yeah 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 there's there's always there's gonna be more hopefully we get 
I mean, Gordon Ramsay was really good, but like Will I Am, it's kind of like C list. I even, I even when he was on the screen, they showed him. I was like, "Is that Will I Am?" I was, I didn't even know why I even recognized him. I was like, "I think that." Then they pulled. Him, I'm like, "That's Will I Am." Unbelievable, there. Unbelievable. You got a good eye. You could be, uh, you could be just like uh, um, Martin Brundle in the Gridwalk, recognizing all those people. I was gonna say, do you have anything? You, you got to the. Do you have nothing else on the race you want to, you want to say or not? Yeah, no, not okay. nothing else. There was no. I, I was gonna do a crafty quote, but. It was all pretty mild today. There was nothing out out there that I, I mean, he was fantastic per usual, yeah. but it was just pretty mellow. He had one that I wanted to, I meant to write down, but I, I can't even remember it. Oh, dang. I wish I would have, I, I chuckled at it. What did you think? Um, yeah. So those were the famous people there. Girlfriends again, I haven't seen anything. I know Valtteri's girlfriend wasn't there. She's out there racing. She's got a, she's got a race going on right well, now. Well, then they have to like cover up in Saudi Arabia. They probably don't even want to deal with that. That's true. That's a good point. Well, I the think harassment. People, I think some people, if you're a visitor, you may be able to do, I don't really know. Yeah. Well, um, because last name? year Kelly was doing, she was there and there, she, she was not in the, I don't know. But you could be right on that. You got to cover up a little bit. Like, I, you can't be wearing, like, some, you know, scandalous outfit. Yes. Because it was um, Pinkman, or what's her first name? Why can't I think of it? Natalie. Natalie, yeah. She was there. And she was she was wearing, like, a nice little jumpsuit. But the sleeves definitely came down to about her elbows yeah. um, and covered her chest up totally. You know, and also da- all the way down to her legs. So you yeah. wonder there's some kind of dress code. There was some there um, girls in the crowd I saw. But, Yeah. That was off to the celebrities. What did you uh, What did you think of the broadcast today? Martin was off this week. Old, old Brundle was off this week. Our boy Teddy was off this week too. I, I'm, I need to. We need to talk to someone at Sky too of, of what is in their contract because I like Jen, Jensen Button was in the Jensen Button was in the booth uh, this week. He was very good. I enjoy whenever he's on. Um, he'll do a couple races. He's a world champion before. He's good. I wish Ted wouldn't take a week off though. This this Johnny Herbert whoever they rolled out there. He not not my cup of tea. I called him. I, I tweeted out. He was he was this knockoff Martin Rundle. They didn't even do a grid walk because they they had multiple people grid walking. And yeah, I yeah, it wasn't I the same vibe. Was off. They have twenty three races a week. Come on. I mean, maybe like his kids graduated college or something. No. Or like you, you gotta have some time his to do have two color commentary. Yeah, okay, I guess that's true. And, and they could have vacationed in Saudi Arabia. No, I could maybe not want to go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I don't know where they were. Um, and the replacements were a lackluster at best. Why? I'm more higher on button than you. Yeah. What'd you say? I, I was saying I like Jensen Button. It sounds like I like Jensen Button more than more than you do. I'm not saying Well, I like Jensen Button, but I just like the OGs. I agree. Did they even have that one guy who like is in like the pit lane and somebody else? What's his name? Paul DeResta? Mm-mm. Somebody else. There was the Johnny Herbert guy. No, but who's the real original guy? Ted Kravitz. Besides Ted, the other one. Anthony Davidson. No. <laughs> I don't know who else. Okay, you go ahead. Talk. I'm gonna look up this guy's sports crew. Um, I was gonna say I the, I thought the broad yeah, Crofty but, button, I those were good. Um, are you talking to thinking about Simon, the guy Simon that hosting the, the host of pre the, the, the pre-race show? No, I need to find the name. It'll, it'll come to me. Um, he's great. They always go to him and he's in the pits. Usually Karoon. Oh, Where was Karoon? Well, Karoon, Karoon, they said he was there last week, but he was doing it from his house last week because his wife had a baby, they said. So he might've had the week off for paternity leave. Oh, see, I love Karoon. I like Karoon too. I think he's great. I think he's good too. But um, I was going to say too many replays this week. And the replays were interfering with the, um, with the race. Yes. Too many replays. And whenever they did a pass, they go to a crowd shot. Who cares? Show me the racing. No, yeah, I don't even care at all about the crowd shots. The international director today had a had a it wasn't bad as bad as Monaco last year when we had one overtake and he went right in the middle of the stroll overtake whoever it was to a Leclerc over the sausage or whoever it was but bounced yeah. over like and they go we need to know what happened like it's not that bad but I was like. 
too many replays and the replays were too long. I'm also surprised they haven't found a way to like give us a small box of like the live going, the live action when the replay is going on. That can't you know, you should just work for them because that's a really good suggestion. I mean, it's like someone works in the media or has watched a lot of media stuff that they've done that. Yeah, it's like somebody like might be on the radio or something. Yeah, might be. <laughs> Or has, has has helped say, hey, maybe we do this when we're doing a game or we're doing something, do this. Yeah. Like that. But a lot of replays. I wasn't the only one saying that there were a lot of, a lot of replays. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I felt the same way. Yes. Um, did you have anything for the race or did you want to move into our new segment? No, I just said, look, no, I just think the racing has been great so far this year. I echo what you said. Great racing so far. We have a nice, um, we have a nice, battle at the championship it looks like whatever's whatever whoever's it's going to be there the cars look good and we're getting a lot more um as you said overtaking and the midfield what did you say the midfield's pretty much like like i would have to still say mercedes red bull and ferrari are the top three yeah but four through ten are it's really entertaining and and I was I happy they were showing it. Like, there's obviously Haas, Alpine, and Alfa Romeo have a leg up so far on on Aston Martin and Williams. But you got to think when the when the Mercedes power unit upgrades come in, then they'll take a step forward. But it seems like so far the the six through ten is or fourteen is is going to be interchangeable this season. Yeah, and it's just been really entertaining, and I'm glad they're showing it because last year, towards the end of the season, all they showed was Lewis and Max consistently. Lewis, Max, Lewis, Max. It's all you saw, and they would occasionally show a replay of an overtake, but they're finally getting on top of like, oh, and there goes the Alpines, and I really I enjoy watching those battles because I just think they're so exciting. Like, okay, if Perez is three seconds ahead of the rest of the pack, like we don't need to be watching Perez unless you do like a one where you talk through his lap. I, I love when they do that, when they talk through yes. like, oh, there's this and the apex and the over. Like, I just love that because they do such a good job with it. But yeah, I, it, so far, so good. Um, okay, one thing before we get to a couple of new segments or a new segment. Um, do you think, so they're locked into Saudi Arabia, I think for like six or seven years. And do you think they should continue to race at the Jetta track? I heard there's talks about them going to another track potentially or building a, a actual like Grand Prix circuit. What are your thoughts? I mean, we've, we've already given our thoughts on our track, but should they continue to race at, uh, at this Jetta Speedway, Jetta Street circuit? I think they made a lot of good changes. Um, and I watched the Formula 2 race as well, which was really entertaining and went off without a single safety car, um, which a lot of teams are kind of banking on for their strategy. So that was entertaining to watch. Um, but I think that they've made a lot of improvements, maybe make a few more. And I think that they should stay at Jetta. It is really, really exciting to watch. Um, and like, like where Mick crashed, it was because of that sausage curb. It's what they call them. Um, and it, you know, they, you're, like you said, stuff like that, just take it out make it as safe as possible. It's so exciting to watch because it is so fast. So I, I would vote stay at Jetta as long as they make sure they keep up on the safety and change things throughout the years. I think I would agree with you on that because mm-hmm. it's, it is, it, as we said, it really is a mesmerizing and, and amazing how, how they could do that. And the drivers, they look way more exhausted this race than they did at Bahrain. They were like, sweating. Was, all of them were just drenched in sweat. And it was like the same temperature, I think, as Bahrain. And that just shows how hard they're working in that car and the neck and every like Magnuson said his neck was sore after pride. He did like four laps in FP2 and (laughs) that man's neck. Good thing they don't have a race this week. He's got to recover and get back in the shape. But like it, it really is. That track is with the G's and everything is incredible. Mm -hmm. I know. I, I, although like we're so afraid of the track, I do think they made really good improvements. So I think it should stay on the calendar. All right. Yeah. So I, I would, I would agree, but let's just make it in the name of safety. So, all right, we did our, who's in the, the celebs in the paddock, very short. We we're going to introduce, we are doing a little brainstorming. What can we do for uh, some new, some new uh, segments when we do at the end of the race recap, make it a little fun. Uh, Rachel has a 
great British accent that is, is just hiding in the hopper, waiting for a couple more. <laughs> we're gonna redo. We we're gonna do a Crofty reenactment, as she said. We couldn't get a good enough Crofty line, so that will have to wait. You have to wait for her uh, uh, British accent for a couple more weeks. Who knows? It could be a longer time. Maybe he doesn't give us anything in Australia either. But this is another new segment that we have. I forgot that you existed. Kill me, but it didn't. I forgot that you existed. It is. I forgot who you existed. If you don't, who sings that? Do I know? No, not you. If people out there don't know. Oh, I was like, of course I know. Uh, obviously, that is the one, the only Taylor Swift, who we are both big fans of. Um, so I don't even know how I came up with this idea. I was probably listening to Taylor Swift in your no, car. No, I was not. I was not listening to Taylor Swift at all. It just came up in my head. Um, I don't even know why I thought of it, but I was like, I was just thinking and I wasn't even listening to music. I was like, bang, I forgot that you existed. So we will have the, I forgot that you existed during the race. I think I was thinking about it like a couple of weeks ago. Cause I said, Oh, this person didn't even exist. Yeah. And I, then this came up in my head. So Rachel, <laughs> Who did you forget existed during the race? I'll tell you what, it was tough because I had one ready to go and then he decided to do a crash on like the second to last lap of the race. Like, well, he he made a name for himself today. So I had to cross him up. But who did you forget existed? I have Daniel Ricardo down because he was hanging out in the back for the longest time. And then all of a sudden his car stopped and I really didn't care that his car stopped because um, I was more thinking about Alonzo's car stopping because he was pulling through. And then another person who I forgot that they existed, but you know, not as bad as Danny Ricardo was Pierre Gasly. Didn't do much today. Kind of forgot that he existed. That's a good one. I didn't even think about that one until just now. Which is good because you forgot that he existed. I did forget that he existed. What did he get, ninth? I don't even know. I have no idea. He got eighth. Yeah, he really did nothing. No, I mean, all he did was get overtaken, um, which isn't great. So uh, that's pretty much all my memory of him in the race. And and, and also because, like, Yuki was out, like, the Alpha Tour is barely at any airtime at all because they only had one driver in the whole race. Magnuson, that was a great move Magnuson had at the start. Uh, oh, yeah, it was beautiful. I love uh, K-Mag. Daddy, Zaddy K-Mag is what I call him. Um, I, you know who I forgot existed? Total Wolf. <laughs> I forgot he existed today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't show him once. No, not at all. They didn't, sh- and usually he gets his airtime. It's almost like he got a new haircut and they couldn't find him. They couldn't recognize him in the paddock, or maybe he got a seat closer to the back. So they didn't show him at all. They didn't show him at all, and I would have to say then after the beginning, so a partial I forgot existed was a uh, Zhao Guanyu. He got that penalty. Oh yeah. Um. And then after that, he was just toiling around in the in the in the back of the pack. But yeah, I, mean, I couldn't forget him because they messed up their five second penalty. Oh. And I don't know if I've ever seen that before. But and you know, like I've said, I've only been watching Formula One for a little bit of time. But like, you had one job, <laughs> and it was to not do anything for five seconds. Your one job was to not do a, a single thing. And how do you mess that up? I don't know. And I was, when I was even watching it, I was like, he put the jack up and then he put it down and then he, and then he did it again. It was, I don't know. No, a different jack came in. It's like they yes. picked the wrong jack. It's like, yes. do they, is it not a universal item for Formula One cars? Like, I mean, it was bizarre. So I, I him, I remember he existed because for bad reasons. Yeah, I yeah, know they butchered it. Then he had to do a drive through penalty. And they didn't even show it. No, they didn't even show it because they were he, done with him. They they wanted to forget that he existed. They didn't want to forget that he existed. I was going to give an honorable mention to Martin Brundle. Oh. He was he was the same though. He left. There was a hole in my heart without the Good Rock, without Kravitz, without our good old Karoon. I love the Sky Sports crew, and I mean, if Crofty was gone for a week, that would be a travesty. Crofty doesn't take any weeks off. He doesn't take any weeks off. Good. And hopefully he doesn't have some traumatic event that causes him to take a week also, off because we can't not have him. No, we can't have that. So that's our uh, segment there. What other we owe our uh, check our fantasy team. Is there anything else that we have other segments? Because we already looked at our bold predictions, um, which we, we both... save 
did we guess the we did give our our podium finishes one of them got it right i think you got it right you got it right i i had perez in there for my p3 so we were both we had the right idea but you nailed it with some luck from the safety car yeah i still think perez would have won this race Um, i know i really wish he did but um I like, I like, he just seems like a genuine good guy. Did you, as he said, he's not participating in the season of Drive to Survive. Perez too? Mm-hmm. Max must have gotten his ear. No, there's no, no, there's no way that Christian's never going to join though. No. So this is what they, this is what Perez said. They asked him about it. So when they were in Mexico, the crew was with him the whole time, the whole time in Mexico and they did extra events and then they didn't even have the Mexico episode. They didn't even include anything of his Mexico thing in the episode. Oh. And he was like, if I'm going to put in the time to allow you to follow me and do all the extra stuff for you for that, I'm going to need a little reciprocation for you to show it in the show. Like, I get there's only 10 episodes. But give me give me a little more. That's why they almost need to expand the show. Here we go, Drive to Survive. But they need to make it like 12 episodes they don't need or or if they do 10 they should focus on like a different constructor each episode and highlight the drivers and give everyone that fair timeline um so yeah that that is really frustrating i totally get why perez wouldn't want to all right so fantasy teams the first week i had a howler finish in bahrain only 146 points um not very good, but I, I made some changes this week. I dropped out Gasly after he had that issue at the end of the pit lane in FB3. Good good move there. Um, well, I don't know if it was a good move for who I put in. Oh, God. Uh, and then I dropped Lando out of there, which I wish I would have kept Lando. But for Lando, I went Lando for uh, Charles Leclerc, which I don't think you can – that's not a bad move. Nope. But the move that caused issues was ghastly. I br- then I brought in old uh, Valtteri Bottas. Oh, pain. So that was a pain as Valtteri has minus two. Um, and Gasly would have been, he would have got eighth. He would have scored some points. So for this week's race total points. So Rachel, you got to click results because the total points I have is 300 and um, 340 points. This race week for point oh it shows race week next to it. I have 194 points for this race week, which is an improvement from my uh, trip to Bahrain, which ended up at 146. So we we added 50 more points on the docket this week. We made a couple transfers and uh, the Ferrari. Look, I'm going. I got triple Ferrari. I got Leclerc, Signs, and Ferrari in there. Perez got me 22, and then Schumacher still somehow got two points. I think that's because they declassified him, so he didn't lose points for not finishing the race. Because his performance, he got two points because he was a Q2 finish, and they took him out of the race, so he doesn't lose any points for losing starting positions. Haas must have him on their fantasy team. They're big brain thinking here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I I did a little like, – I didn't switch any of my team. So I still had Leclerc. Uh, Russell, Schumacher, Sainz, Magnussen, and Ferrari. Um, that was exactly what I had last week. Um, and I did drop a little bit in my points uh, last week. Um, as I said in the last episode, I got 266 is what it came out to. And this week I got 214. So still a really good week. Um, Leclerc was is my um, like turbo driver or whatever they call it. So I, I got double points with him. Um, and Russell's been good for me. He was kind of like, uh, oh, I want to pick someone good and reliable. Russell's been scoring some really decent points um, for for that. So it's I, I don't know. My team's doing well. And then is there a way to see your total points? Or is it yeah. not ready yet? Total no, it says total points. Mine right. says 214. It should say it right. Um, hold on. We're showing. We're, we're showing. Yeah, them. this app sucks. It if sure anyone's sucks. listening from this F one fantasy thing, Look, your app says, sucks. It says it next to the green. Can you see that? Yeah, mine does. Oh, finally, finally, <laughs> it loaded. It just okay. I swear, it just figured it out. I have, I have four hundred eighty. Whoa! Wait, how many did you say you had? Three forty. <laughs> I know. You're killing the F one fantasy game right now. 
Yeah. And I think someone overall has 599 points. That's really good. Two games. There are two rounds, I should say, two rounds. That's really good. I love it. Yes. Um, all right. Do you have anything else here? No, I think we're all good. Um, just listen to our next episode because we're going to be going into a deep dive of the rivalry for this season or what it's looking it's going to be into the Verstappen Leclerc carding days and then through their formula series so definitely join us next week for that too yes that will be out on Wednesday there's no race this week or this coming Saturday so we got a week or uh, no race weekend so we got a nice week off I don't think we have a double header for a little bit um nice which is which is fine. I, I I like a good double header, but I also don't mind a little one off, one on. I'm going to take a look at what we got upcoming. So, yeah, we go to Australia the 10th, eighth through the 10th. Then uh, Imola is the 22nd to the 24th. Then Miami, a place in Florida, is a uh, May 6th to the 8th. And then our next double header is going to be Monaco or Spain to Monaco in the end of May. So a couple months away, but I like it. Week on, week off, week on, week on. I'm, I, I like it. I like it. It'll be good. Yep. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back uh, Wednesday this week with, as we said, some nice funny clips from Max and Charles throughout their history together and maybe an interview coming through in the future. We'll have to uh, wait and see on that. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you're enjoying this. Again, follow us on Twitter if you made it this far. Paddock Pals, and we'll be back then. Have a nice week, everybody. Mm-hmm.